let's see if it keeps going. There we go. It's supposed to catch, and that should take it. Yep, it'll move. All right, perfect. All right, so let's try this again. Psychotic Strength. This is Tyler Toby Townsend. Trevor Narvasa. All right, and it is the 21st of April. All right, so um, we got Trevor here. We're going to do a little bit of a gym update or life update real quick. Uh, gym sucks. <laughs> just been having a bad time. Hurt my hip, my knee, everything. Just trying to work through some injuries, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. But uh, it's just me and Trevor today. And how about you, Trevor? When's, how's the gym going? You? Uh, I can't remember the last time I saw a gym. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, okay. Or, I mean, dang it. <laughs> Trevor's a, a wonderful human being, so we're going to try and keep the cursing to a minimum. Uh, it's not going to happen as much. Yeah, from me, that. yeah, but, that's fine. Um, all right, so let's kind of get into the topic then. Topic is you, right to the point, huh? Yeah. So first, let's hit. Uh, let's hit. Why did you decide to go from Samsung to finally get an iPhone? Jeez. What made you decide to go the opposite way of good? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a very good question. I was tired of. Just the dealing with the the slow battery or the slow processor just over time. You know, it's right. gradually been coming this way. So uh, I had a Razer, loved the Razer way back in the day, and then went to the uh, X, which is a good competitor of the iPhone at the time. Uh, gosh, I think that was in 2010, maybe earlier than that. No, earlier than that, I think. Uh, and then after that, I just moved on to the Nextroid, Nextroid, and now I'm just tired of them because it just, well, it was time to move on. Yeah. So, uh, happy with this one. I've been Samsung the whole way. I did the Samsung Blackjack, which was their version of the BlackBerry. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. I had that, and then I went to, I had the first Galaxy, and I had every other. Never had a Samsung. My wife just bought a Samsung, and she loves it. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Now, I don't like the, the unpersonability, if that's a word. It's not a word. We'll go with it. Right. right, so, uh... I just don't. I love how much you can personalize um, the Samsung phones. Where iPhone is what it is. Yeah. It's compatible with i everything's right. Nothing You're stuck else. there. Right. So it's it's really frustrating for me. I like something that'll work wherever I'm at. And I ended up getting the flip just because the goats. Uh, I've never broken a screen in my life. Yeah. And then uh, a goat came up and he and he kicked my leg, cracked my. Crack my screen immediately, <laughs> so I really got it because I can put the case on it and it's pretty. Yeah, it's closed up. Oh that, yeah, that's my theory on it. So and I was close to getting one when we were looking at the phones. I had no intention of buying an iPhone. It just you know, the more I thought about it, because I wanted that razor, the new flip razor. Okay. Um, but yeah, the more that the salesperson went over it, and I just I kept on pulling back, pulling back, and you know, I do got to say uh, I am to the point where the battery is starting to bother me. I have yeah. to recharge it. Uh, I want to say about six, seven o'clock. It's got to start being recharged. Yeah, it's um, a pain of the neck. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's pretty ridiculous. I, I hate that I have to do it, but I do love the phone. Yeah, I do love the old school closing the phone when I'm done talking to somebody. Ah, see, that's what I wanted. Yeah. I like the flip, and I like to be able to, you know, hey, I'm sorry, I'm done with you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you are now shut. Exactly. That is all. Does this sound like I'm hanging up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it also took some getting used to because uh, you can do anything like play music or whatever with the phone closed. Yeah. So when I'm on the phone, if I put my phone down, I automatically close it and put it down. Well, now I'm hanging up on people, you know, and I'm like, crap. <laughs> but 
I think you could set it up to the way where you can close it when you're done. You have to, it, it, there's settings in there. Because I remember that from the original Razor. Yeah. Being able to, after I'm having a conversation with them, I can still close it, still have a conversation, tuck it up in my visor, and use that as a speaker. And before Bluetooth was really uh, big. So, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I probably won't look into that. No, I'm going to be okay. honest. That's I right. mean, it works the way it does. I'm used it's to too it deep. now. I get you. Yeah. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We were talking about, I, I, I like this podcast raw, cause mostly because I don't know how to edit it. That's just how it works, man. I don't care. But, uh, so, Trevor, yeah, let's hear it. What are you about? What do you do? Well, uh, father of six kids. I've That's got one. Is is a lot of kids, yes. And I know how that <laughs> happened. So we'll just get that out of the way. Um, how did it happen? Well, it was a cold night. Oh, goodness. All right. We're going into too much detail now. <laughs> no. Um, so my, my wife and I, before we were, got married, we talked about how big family was going to be because we both wanted kids and we both came from large families. My wife is, uh, she is number two of six and I am the middle of five. So three brothers, uh, three sisters and uh, one brother for me and my wife is uh, two sisters and three brothers. Wow. Yeah. And we both, we talked about it and we both wanted six um, and it was just, it's great. We got three boys and three girls. Um, right. Yeah. It was, it's, so big family has definitely been a big part of my life. It was definitely weird how they all came out too, right? So it wasn't like the boy, <laughs> not like that. I mean, oh, okay. like, yeah, like yeah. all the boys and then the girls. There's like boy, girl, 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 boy, boy. Yes, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. So it had me rattled for a little bit. I got TJ, which is great, uh, and then I had Rebecca, awesome, Vi- uh, Aaron, and then Violet, and then I started getting worried because it's like, wait a minute. Uh, a little estrogen level is a little high in the house, so right. Uh, and then next thing you know, we had Owen and Reed. Nice, um, yeah, um, yeah. I would have been nervous too. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's cool. You got your boy first. We, <laughs> as as yes. like a dad, I feel like like that's kind of always your intention. Yeah. Right. But uh, but at the same time, like I would have got nervous around girl three. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know I, I absolutely love it. Would it's, you have still had six if you had a fourth girl? Yes. Absolutely. You'd, you'd have been cool with I would have one boy fun. and five girls. I love my girls. I love okay. my boys. Yeah. You know, raising... I used to say that boys are freaking easy to, to, to raise. Mm, it depends. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It depends. <laughs> girls, it's, you got the emotional roller coaster. Uh, the boys, um, you got to deal with the hormones and just you got to con- help them control it. Right. Uh, and teach them what you've learned in life. And Anyway. So yeah, so uh, so family, that's definitely a big part of me. My wife and I, we've been married, this will be 25 years in August, yeah. Um, it's, it's been wonderful. You know, obviously we have our ups and downs, but really it's it's about working through it and talking about things. And Well, your wife's super cool too. She is pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, we, we have the little family game nights and stuff like that. We always... Have an amazing time with you guys. I, I love having you guys over, to be honest. I love playing games. I love sharing new games with you and stump you guys. Right. Like, hey, this is a, this is something new. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you're a little competitive, but so am I. So. She's she's a lot more competitive than I think both of us are when it comes to games. She is, yeah. Yeah, uh, mine's, mine is uh, definitely a lot more, um, oh man, petty. I don't want to <laughs> say that's the word. If she's losing, I'm cheating. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's just how it goes. I'm like, no, like, she got mad. I think we told you about this. We played Risk. Yeah. 
one of my all-time favorite games ever, and I'm teaching them how to play it the first time ever. Oh, gosh. And so, of course, I, I wrecked them hard. Yeah. I took over the oh, whole world. Like, of course I'm going to do that. That's the point of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to show you how to win. How to dominate. Right. The tournament and now world. she's mad. She's like, well, you, of course you're going to win. It's your favorite game. But I'm like, I don't think I've ever lost. <laughs> Let alone it's your first time playing. Yeah. Like, so I don't know why you thought you were going to win. And of course I took Australia. You guys aren't paying attention. <laughs> I keep saying every time I take one, oh, I'm taking this one. I'm showing you which ones I'm taking. It's your fault for not realizing that if I just cover up Australia, I get two extra people every time. It's been a long time since I played Risk. I, I think I was about 18 the last time I actually played that. Yeah. And it was till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, New Year's Eve yeah. over at my buddy's house. So uh, it's a really good game when you get good com- competition. In oh it. sure, I've played like a three day game before. Oh, see, that's just way too much for me. Well, I so think. it's not we weren't playing the whole time. We play for a couple hours. Yeah, and then we'd set it up and just be like, okay, we'll put this over here. We're gonna finish whatever we're doing, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back to it tomorrow. Oh, and uh, it was it was um, I, I was selling security systems in Kentucky. Oh, okay. And so, like, it was just a bunch of dudes in a house. I didn't and know so that there was about like you. four of us. Kentucky, that's cool. Yeah, Kentucky, Texas, Georgia, yeah, South Carolina, North Carolina. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah Georgia was the hottest. Uh, sticky. Humid. Sticky hot. Yeah, you walk outside, you're instantly sweating. It was nuts. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I was also doing door-to-door in the middle of summer. Sure. And I ended up just starting to get Walmart shoes because they were melting. So was it door-to-door or shower-to-shower? Because, you know, you want to take a shower after you outside people's... <laughs> right. I, I, after every sale, I'm taking a shower. Absolutely. Right, well, yeah. it depends on the sale. Well, I made sales. That's the damn shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was however necessary. Whoever's in there. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Right. you got to close the deal. It's always but, be closing. But it was sweet. You get to see that real Southern hospitality down there. Oh, sure. I mean, they're like... Look, sweetheart, I don't care what you're selling, but do you need some water? I'm like, hell yeah, I yes. need some water. <laughs> that's cool. That's when they bring out the hose and start, you know. No, no. They hand me a glass of water. Yeah, They're okay. super sweet about it. I've been invited to dinner yeah. multiple times. Like, oh, we're about to eat dinner. You want to come in and eat? And I'm like, that's I don't cool. even know you. I just knocked on your door and you're just, oh, well, God would God would love it if we invited you in. I'm like, whatever gets me fed, dude. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> you know, like... It's the Bible Belt, too. Yeah. You know? and I've never been there. The spots I went, uh, like right outside Atlanta. Yeah. I was the only white dude. Oh, okay. The only yeah. white dude I saw all day. Yeah. I mean, of course, most of us were white who were selling security systems. Yeah. But uh, I didn't see another white person the whole rest of the day. I'm out knocking, not another white person. Yeah. Obviously, that stood, that stood out to you. I mean, how did you how did you deal with that? Well, I mean, it's, so that's the thing. It's it's um, oh man, the moves, South gotta, was pretty weird. You're pretty open though. I'm I very mean, open, and yeah. I grew up like I grew up mostly in Los Angeles. Moved up in to Washington for um, for like high school and stuff, right? So yeah. racism to me doesn't like it didn't really exist too much. Yeah, because I've lived in such forward thinking states. Yeah, right. Okay. So it's not something that's that's really big. And I mean, I lived in L.A. like I was like one of three white kids that went to my school, so it just it just wasn't a thing. The only thing that ever happened was, I I was the cause of all of slavery yeah. for a little while to some kids, 
I didn't even know that. Oh, okay. Right? I'm, I'm the white kid is what it was. Sure. I wanted to be friends, and that's just not how this works. So I ended up hanging out with the Hispanics mostly. Oh, okay. Because they were kind of cooler about stuff. Yeah. They weren't mad at us. I was like, <laughs> yes, relaxed. California should be Mexico, and they're cool about that. You yeah. know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so the South, though, man, I was pretty interested in uh, Masons. Oh, the yeah. Freemasons. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. very interested. It, it's a secret society, right? Of yeah. course, you're interested. Sure. And so uh, I actually saw a bunch of them coming out of a Freemasons building. Yeah. I think I told this story a couple of times. I don't know if I've ever told it on the podcast. Like but, a Masonic temple. Yeah, uh, it was like a Masonic meeting house. Oh, okay. Right. I don't yeah. know if it's a temple or not. I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure what those look like. But um, so they're all coming out, and I'm like, hey. Like I have my camel back on. I'm I'm pounding streets. This is this is South Carolina. I think I was doing this, yeah. and I'm like, hey, I have I have some questions. Like, you guys are masons. Would you mind answering some of them? At least as much as you can. Yeah, you're allowed to, right? And like the guy looks at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, like no, seriously, I have some questions. He's like, what are you a reporter or some shit? Like, and I'm like, no, no, dude. I, like I'm I'm actually just knocking doors. Like I'm doing door to door sales. Yeah. And I saw you guys, and I've been curious about the Masons, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, well, you're going to want to go to the, this one over here on this side of town. And I'm like, what? He's like, do you not see anything weird here? And I'm like, like, are you guys wearing something weird I'm not noticing? Like, I don't understand. Like, you're Masons. Like, that's weird, I guess. Like, I don't know. He's like, we're all black. Uh-huh. And I'm all... Oh shit! Like, <laughs> like it just didn't process. Sure, I'm also knocking in this neighborhood. Yeah, and that's mostly what I'm seeing, anyways. So it's just it's not something that's registering in my brain. He's all, he, he said something like, "Oh, sweet Jesus, that that's so <laughs> wonderful, right?" Like, because I just didn't see it. Yeah, because that's not what I was looking for. And they're like, "But this is an all black Masonic meeting group." Gotcha. So you that's have to go to the other side of town, which is all white. And I'm yeah. like. That shit still exists? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Yeah. Like, I'm not mad at them. Because I doubt they're the ones who are like, we should split up. Right? Like, yeah. but I was like, that's fucking crazy. Wow. wow. I go driving around and you can literally see almost the street line. Yeah. Like, there's a line. It's a street. Yeah. This side, beautiful green lawns, beautiful, well taken care of. Just like almost all white people. Yeah. Other side of the street, almost straight ghetto. Oh, wow. Straight ghetto and almost no white people at all. And it was like, it was so intense. I can't believe that shit still exists. Yeah. How long ago was that? Oh, man. Probably like six, seven years ago. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's it's crazy to me. I mean, we were just talking about, we were watching Hairspray in the house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and like all of a sudden, oh, man, I hope this doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. But uh, all of a sudden we hear... Uh, something about the girls talking about, oh, we should have an all-Negro day on this show, right? Oh, yeah. Right. So you have to watch the movie to understand what I'm talking about. But yeah. I hear that word, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck are you watching? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, what, what's going on over yeah, there? It's the context of this. Right. Yeah. And so, like, okay, she's being sweet. You know, there it's a it's a movie based in, like, the 50s or something like that. Right. Right? Yeah. So and then I got to thinking, I was like, America's, like, 300 years old. Slavery was a big deal for a long time. Oh, sure. So, like... How long have we not been pieces of shit? You know what I mean? Like, I'm seriously trying to think about, like, how long have we really not sucked? I don't have an answer. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, being on the West Coast, I feel like we're very privileged to yeah. be so well mixed in. 
Because I'll be honest, when I moved up here from Los Angeles, I was like, I've never seen so many white people in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember was, growing up in my school, uh, there was one black kid, uh, Tommy, and uh, he was the fastest kid. He was a pretty cool kid. I didn't know him there at, right. at all very well, uh, but he was always in my class. And this is this is in, like I said, he was a grade school. Uh, we did have quite a few uh, Vietnamese and Laotian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so in my in my class we had there was Fung and like I said Tommy and that was really oh no we did have uh, we had an American uh, Native American okay. in, in our school too she was pretty cool uh, but yeah it was very very white dominated right. but it wasn't we didn't think of it like that right it was just it is what it is well I think we're uh, we're getting to the point where it's it's like. So that's what surprised me so much about the South was because yeah. on this side of the country, it's really not like something that's like very prevalent. Yeah. If you're racist, like in Washington, everyone's going to call you a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas I guess if you're racist in the South, they're just going to tell you to go back to your side of town. Yeah. And it's like, it's super weird. But to think that that's still like that. So I kind of yeah. understand where like that whole Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. To us up here, it did seem a little, at least from my point of view, it seemed a little like, you guys, like it, it's not that big of a deal, right? But then you get back to thinking about, what about the other side of the country? Where it is still very present. Very, yeah. very present. What, does it just slightly slow down on this way? Or are we just lucky on the West Coast? Uh, that's a great question. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> now, now I'm pondering this whole movement of just like, I never discredited the movement, right? Yeah. It is very like, yeah, every life matters. Sure. You guys do matter. Yeah. And I understand that there is a lot of oppression and you guys do need some help being pushed forward, right? Because yeah. I feel like they are like 10 steps behind just in, yeah. I want to say society-wise, right? They are, they are a few steps behind. And it's not their fault. It's just that basically we started... Right, white people started, and then how did this turn into this? Where I we, don't know. I'm I super no confused. Idea. We're talking about uh, uh, sales, sales, yeah, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. And then over there, anyways, <laughs> I just feel like they're they're a few steps behind, and they do need some help coming up there. But anyways, well, let's just keep going. About, yeah. <laughs> how are you? What do you do for a living? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm in sales. Oh, all right, yeah. right. Me too. Yeah. 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 No, I've been doing it for quite a while. This is my so in in uh, so I'm I'm in hearth, uh, so fireplaces and and well kitchen appliances as well, but mainly uh, natural gas, uh, propane, that type of uh, fuel. So, so you're basically is, the Hank Hill. Uh, no, not Hank Hill because he's a propane guy, but right? Because I, 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 I work for uh, uh, more of a utility than okay. okay. So anyway, so anyway, so natural gas. Um, yeah, uh, so sales, uh, dealing with people a day in and day out, uh, project manage a little bit, uh, getting product right now, obviously, with the supply chain issues, it's, it's, that's a challenge. So setting people's expectations when product is not there, but they right. still want to purchase something and get their name on it, so it's assigned to them, so when it arrives, somebody else isn't going to take it, or, right. you know, to get ahead and, and plan and so forth. So, so basically, you're, you're just like crazy backed up because everybody's got names on stuff that isn't even there yet. On a lot of product, yes. Yeah. yeah. So you get somebody who wants a higher-end grill, gas grill, 
Um, it can be anywhere between 18 to 24 weeks out. So they weeks? might not see it. Yeah, yeah, so they might not see it until October, November even. Mm. Um, it's, it's difficult for not, not every product out there. Um, but, uh, some of the, yeah, so there's product out there. It's, it's tough to get. Yeah. Um, so dealing with that. Okay. Well, how'd you start in sales? Like, was this your first sales job? Oh gosh. Um, hmm. No, not really. Uh, so as a commission sale, this was my first commission sale job, okay. uh, which was very nerve-wracking. My wife and I really yeah. had to <laughs> pray about whether or not this was the right move for me. Uh, but ever since I was young, I, I was always able to deal with people and work with people and sell things without a problem. Um, was was your body one of them? What's that? Was your body one? Uh, of not them? no, not in this life. Well, you didn't you didn't need to sell it, <laughs> no. right? No. It sold itself. I see. I see. Hey, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, when you weigh about twenty, it's uh, it's all about that. Um, no, it's it, it, sales. I I I love sales. Right. I love people. You know, dealing with people and just kind of helping them out with what they want and troubleshoot. I love doing that. Yeah, troubleshoot with people over the phone. All the time when it comes to fixing their fireplace or fixing their their range or niche washer or whatever they need help with. Usually I can help them along, um, sometimes fix stuff over the phone and have them do it. Wow. Yeah. No service charge, huh? Well, <laughs> or something like that. It's When I sell product, sometimes selling yourself in that regard of being able to give them uh, the ability to trust you. Will set them up to come back to me if they need something down the road. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So I, I think I deal with a lot of that. With um, I'm a big guy. I help uh, people move stuff all the yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, you know they're always like, "Oh, can I pay you for this?" Can I pay? No, dude, don't even worry about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But I want people to think of me anytime they're moving. So it's the same thing. Like if they're looking for a place to rent. Yeah. I don't do that. But you know what? I know quite a few people who have quite a few rentals. Yeah. So why don't I ask them? And if I can help, next time you think of moving, you're going to think of me again. Right? Like, so I see what you're doing there. You yeah. know, you're, you're creating an actual relationship. Absolutely. And it's smart. Well, you build that relationship up. They get to, they trust you. And then they share how their feelings are with their friends. And it just kind of goes on from there. And that's, it just all builds up. Right. Because, I mean, if somebody's going to... Um, I'm, I'm in sales, yeah. so I understand the game. So if I know someone in sales in a particular department, yeah. I'm sending people that way every time. Absolutely. You know, so it's it's, it's definitely like uh, like Brandon, one of the guys who's here with the podcast, yeah. He I sold him a house. Cool. He, we met by me selling him a house. Now we're like, like really good friends. Yeah. He's on the podcast with me like <laughs> regularly, like almost every week. Yeah. And uh, man, we, we've been going through a lot. You know, he, he we ended up selling that house, buying him a new one, like yeah, all that stuff. But he also, I don't know how many phone calls I've gotten from people like, hey, Brandon said, uh, said you do a great job. Having that relationship That's really, great. really makes a big deal. And it feels good too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does. You know, to know that you did a good enough job that someone thinks you can, somebody was willing to put their name on you. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. That's hard because uh, I know, like, painters, gardeners, all that other stuff. I have plenty of numbers. Have I used them all? No. Yeah. So, like, I, but I make sure that's clear. If I'm putting my name on somebody, that's a big deal for me. It's oh. a real big deal. Yeah. But 
at the same time, if I haven't used them, I'm going to let you know that. <laughs> Here's a number of a gardener. Yeah. I've never used them before. I don't know if he's great or not. Yeah. Please give me feedback so I can know. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because it, when it comes to working with people, obviously you work with people, you work with, like you say, painters, you get, uh, in my case, it'd be installers, framers, general contractors, tilers, masons. I've got a lot of connections uh, in the same way. Do I refer all of them? No, of course right. not. You know, but if you get somebody who sticks out or maybe sticks their neck out and helps you out or you start to build that relationship up, even though you may not be looking for it. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, you know, the first person that comes to mind is like, Dave, you know, right. he's a great roofer. Um, I tell you what, when somebody when somebody comes up to me, asks me, hey, do you know anybody who roofs? I'm looking for somebody who can give me a bid. I've got a couple that seem high. I can say, oh, you got to go see this guy. And if Dave and says it's good, it's good. Exactly. Well, yeah. not just that, but you get a guy who, who you trust because he's done, because he has done work for me and I've actually sold him product. And that's how I met him is selling product. Right. And then when he came out and gave me a bid, and I was impressed because he said he was going to do the work. Anyway, it's just it's that whole, you know, everybody works yeah. together and everybody takes care of one another. And it's a it's a small community, and I feel like sales definitely tries to bring that back. Yeah, into people's lives where everybody's so pushed out with like social media and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, we are a relationship based business. Oh gosh, social media—that's a whole other thing. Right. I mean, you can use it for your advantage, or it can work its way against you too. You know, I mean, you say one thing to the wrong person, and all of a sudden, your whole, your whole uh, <laughs> reputation's ruined. Oh yeah, just like right now. <laughs> right. See, oh, you were, you were super concerned with how we started this this podcast. <laughs> I'm still a little nervous too. But oh uh, well, yeah, you got me in here, so it's, right. you should be nervous. I'm nervous anytime I'm around you. I'm just yeah, well, I'm just nervous. I'm gonna keep my pants on. Okay, you should yeah. do that. I, I should do that. You gonna do that right now? Because that's you know, it's yeah. starting to bother me. Is it? Did you put my pants on? They can't see this. They don't know I'm not wearing pants. Um, yeah, I am wearing pants. Yeah, yes, you are. Yes, I appreciate that. You. Yeah, no problem. Um, okay, so I did have a question for you too. So yeah. having six kids, yeah. three and three, right? Yeah. I always tell people I love my kids. I have a boy and a girl, right? Yeah. It's completely different kind of love, yeah. right? Now, so I want to know, since I have a boy and a girl... I love them completely differently, whereas like my son, I will do anything for him and I want to teach him to be a man and, and sure. take care of himself and do all this other stuff. Whereas like yeah. for my daughter, like I'd put her on my shoulder for the rest of my life and just fucking carry her around if she needed me to. Yeah. And just protect her from whatever. <laughs> now, is that just like a personal thing or is that really like boy and girl kind of a difference? No. Uh, with with boys and girls, I, I like to let them grow on their own, obviously. I, yeah. I do like the tough love. You know, uh, my eldest daughter, she's uh, she's moved out. Uh, she's getting married, and she's she's hitting about August, and she's only 19 years old, which is nerve-wracking because right. it's very young in a society where it's popular to be married when they're 25, 30-plus. Right. Um, but anyway, she so she, she loves this guy. She's getting married, and for me, it was just more of the, hey, don't forget, when you move out, this is what you need to do because she's living with him right now, which is, you know, she's happy. And that's the biggest goal right. for me is that she's happy. But I told her, I like, you know, before she left, I said, like, you know, she put some money away. You should do this. You can do all those things to help protect. But ultimately, you got to stand back and just Gosh. let them. Yeah. I and you see that grow. conversation. You see, you see them kind of struggle and just like, hey, I'm sorry. I can't help you out with this, but I can provide you food. 
I can right. I can do this for you. If I ever need you. dinner, come over. Exactly. Yeah. You know, don't be strangers. Don't feel like you need to. And don't be ashamed. What's it? Yeah, exactly. Don't be ashamed you know? either, because we all went through that. But we got to work hard. Yeah, and that's just it. And just trying to instill that. Uh, that's that's a tough one to just watch them struggle a little bit, but honestly, it's going to make them stronger, and they're going to love you more for it. So you know, I have this thing. I keep I keep telling everybody is that. My kids don't get it now. And you know what? Neither did I. There's a lot <laughs> that my mom told Absolutely. me that I just didn't give a shit about. That I'm sure. just like, you're wrong. There's no way that's right. And now later in life, I'm like, you were so right. Like, I yeah. just wish I listened. Oh, sure. But also knowing that, I know they're not gonna. <laughs> but I'm gonna teach you the right way to do things. And I'm gonna try and instill some morality in you. Yeah. So that when later, when you do make these mistakes anyways. Yeah, yeah. You're going to understand that I wasn't just being a dick. You <laughs> know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I'm seriously here. No matter what I do for my kids or to my kids, ground them, all that other crap that they think I'm a terrible person for, yeah. it's because I love them. You know what I mean? That's, like, Yeah, that's the everything. I mean, that's what we're about. As yeah. parents, we love them. And I mean, we want them to be successful and happy right. and don't have to have those struggles that we had. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, those struggles at the beginning of a relationship, geez, man, I was, my son was born uh, two months after I turned 18. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 So it was yeah. like, I am now an adult adult. Yep. Like, I'm not just 18, so I'm an adult. Like, oh, no. I'm a real full adult. Like, I have another human I have to take care of. Absolutely. And it was, uh, it was mind boggling how quickly you just have to grow up. And, <laughs> and just the amount of stuff that goes into it, man. I mean,. People can try and tell you what it's like all day, but that's the same thing. Yeah. People can tell you all day, but you're not going to get it till you're there yeah. and you're experiencing it. You almost have to hit bottom right. a little bit. Oh, bottom you know? hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah, climbing back out is hard too. Yeah. You know? But it's also, you do realize, I feel like I'm, I'm like 32-ish. Yeah. 32, right? Yeah. I still am learning everything, but I do understand the fact that I'm going to hit bottom, but I'm going to crawl back out. Because why? Because well, there's only to. other way. One way out. Right. <laughs> I have to crawl back out. I mean, yeah. that's just, just no other option. Yeah. So now it, it definitely helps me understand that, like, bottom hits not as hard as it used to. Right. Because sometimes when you're young, you hit bottom and you're like, this is it. My life's ruined. Like, I'm never going to be able to do anything. Like, all that crap. Then you crawl back out. You do it enough times. Yeah. Yeah, man. So how was bottom for you? What was like? Uh, what was the biggest bottom for you? You know, uh, it's it's not a whole lot actually. I, really? I've been very yeah. My I I, I kind of grew up working hard. So fifteen years old, I got my first job. Damn. I was fifteen. I worked for a law firm just as an office assistant. Office assistant. I think there's too many syllables. Office assistant. assistant. Yeah, there's a couple of us. And then after that, uh, oh gosh, what did I do after that? So worked at McDonald's. That's what it was. My second job was working at McDonald's. Six months. It was a short-lived. Uh, a lot of my friends from, from church, uh, nonetheless, were, were working there. So I started, hey, what the heck, I'll, I'll move from that position over here because it was a little closer. I didn't have to drive downtown because it, you know, it was a little drive and out of the way. Uh, so I, I did that for six months. My father and his friend started up a uh, business, uh, another restaurant business, and uh, bought this old Taco Time location and um, started up a burger joint called Buddy's. 
It's no longer there. It's gone. You know, as long it was short lived. Restaurants are hard to keep there. They are. They had two willing guys that were wanting to do it, and they, so they they tackled it. And I worked there for a little bit, but it just it was not me. Uh, it was did you find it hard to work for your dad? Hmm. Was was it like a difficult situation because he was your dad, or was it just something that really wasn't for you? I wasn't. You know, being that young, I wasn't prepared for oh. working for my parents. It's just it's. You're under their <laughs> their thumb a little bit right. more. Uh, I think the expectations are a little higher. But after I was done with that, you know, I graduated. I got a couple other jobs, and then I, I just you just keep on working. Right. Um, but my low. You asked me what my my real low was. Is that when? <clears throat> oh, let's see. When I worked at a uh, a paper supply place, uh, exactly, like not a, not like a Dunder Mifflin, right? Okay. Uh, no, it was a supply place, and um, I had an opportunity to install windows and doors and learn a little bit of craftsman. Well, I've always loved working with wood. Yeah. And I had a lot of woodworking equipment. I always wanted to build like patio furniture. I always wanted to learn. Right. And so I had this opportunity, and it was paid more than what I was making at the office supply place. And then so I started it. Uh, it was right at the beginning of summer. I was under uh, a couple of other people that were helping me out and teaching me stuff. And at the very end of that summer, uh, the owner of the company came, came over to me and said, Hey, I just want to talk to you for a little bit. And great. And I was learning lots of stuff. And, you know, I was a second guy. I was not somebody who went out and did the installs. It was me with another guy. So it was more of a helper. Right. But they were training me. Which anyway. you're learning, but you're still like, hey, go, go get me those two by fours. Uh, a little bit of that, yeah. yeah. Um, and at the very end of this this summer, he's like, you know, things are kind of slowing down. We, we really don't need you anymore, so we're going to have to let you go. And I had never been let go like that before, especially oh. since I had another position. And granted, I was only 22. So, but still, it was, oh, well, actually, no, I think it was 23 at that time. So 23 years old, I've always had a job, I've always able to get the job, and now I was being let go from a job. Right. Um, that devastated me. That that really hurt. Uh, as a matter of fact, my wife was concerned. I think my parents were a little concerned with me, too. Um, and then... Uh, Did you have kids I, yet? No, no kids. Okay. No kids. This is prior to having you know kids, but we were married. Uh, we got married when I was 22, so just right out of the gate there. Uh, so it... At that point, I think it was like two weeks where I just did not want to do anything. Yeah. I was just, I was down, I was hurt, and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I was just really kind of lost. And somebody had referred me to a guy who, who owned a fiber optic company. And I don't even remember who it was or how the referral came about. And so I interviewed and he told me, hey, you can start tomorrow. That's great. Can you start right away? And uh, so I started... And so I got another job, got my foot elevated up a little bit with another technical field. And uh, anyway, I did that for a couple of years. So in hindsight, looking back at that whole <clears throat> letting people go after the end of summer. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense now. Oh, sure. Right? I mean, of course you want help for summer when you're packed. It's not even my field that I'm in right now. Right. But yeah, it's it was great because it got me out of the wishful thinking and got me a little bit more focused on, okay, this is a career, a technical at the time, 
um, you know, fiber, fiber optics. I mean, that's that's what I was doing. Is our field splicing, and, and it's a lot very technical. Well, this is like a hundred years ago, so this is probably good stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, hundred hundred fifty right in there. Yeah, just the turn of the century. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got so it was a great job. Right, it got me technically minded. Um, and after that job, I was after uh, I actually quit that job because I was tired of yeah, the business was not doing very well, and my paychecks become later and later and. Almost oh, not no. existed. Yeah, it was not a good place to be. Yeah. Um, so at the time, so I'd actually quit. And I had another friend of mine who owned a... What do you want to call it? A harness, a control system place. who made long wire harnesses. And he knew that I was technical. And this is when we started living in Hillsborough. And so I got into that technical field, and he wanted me working there a full time, and so I was working from six until two. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and so, which was great. Six p.m. until two a.m. Six a.m. until six two. A.m. until two p.m. Yeah, and I get there a little earlier. That's a nice schedule. Oh, I love that schedule so yeah. much, and it was super close. Uh, and then I just got kind of bored with the afternoons. My wife was working long hours, and uh, I got another job part time at a uh, little hearth shop, a little fireplace and barbecue shop, and then. Uh, that's where it all began, and that was uh, 22 years ago. So you worked, you worked at this hearth spot that long. I, I worked there for for a year and a half. Okay. And then the company who owned it is a is a bigger it's a propane outfit, um, and they, along with several others who own this, is a Fortune 500 company at the time. They gathered myself and a couple other guys, and we started up an installation company. And I was in the service, and then I got into sales, and the company eventually decided not to pursue that field anymore, and so we all had to tell all our clients and all, everybody that we built up that we had to, uh, we're no longer doing it, and, and then I got a job with one of the places that we did installs for. Okay. Been there now for 15 years. Jeez. So 22 years in that whole hearth industry, and uh, yeah, it's, just, it's amazing that road it uh, carries you. So, do you think you could install an entire, like a, like an entire hearth thing? Not with the body the way it is right now. <laughs> okay, right, but technically, um, with some assistance. Yeah. Yes, I can run gasoline. I've done gasoline. I've installed venting. I've in, I've, I've installed tankless water heaters. I've done quite a bit. Okay. Um, so, but it's that's not my field anymore. Right, right. I sell it, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's where yeah. the money's at, too. Which, you know, in a capitalist yeah. country, it, it, it sucks to hear. <laughs> right? But at yeah. the same time, like, it, it is what it is. Yeah. But again, you know, I've, I've just, with sales, it's been great. I yeah. absolutely love what I do. It's it's a difficult time right now because it's different than what it used to be, you know, with supply right. chain, like I was saying before. Yeah. Anyway, um What? <laughs> oh my goodness! Hurry up! Anyways, uh, uh, my yeah. daughter's in here getting cake out of the freezer. Um, hey, that cake is worth interrupting. For. It's ice cream cake. That's cookies def- and cream. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's pretty delicious. Um, just hurry up, please. Just shut don't it eat all of it. I mean, hey, I might be hungry afterwards. Please eat it all. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so so what do you think, okay, I like this question. What do you yeah. think you would do, mm-hmm. job-wise, yeah. 
if, say, your entire company shut down right now? Like, and you had to look for something. I'd go back to college. Whoa. Yeah. Well, that was fast. Yeah, I know exactly. I, okay. For what? I, uh, <laughs> well, I, I would say business management, but obviously that would not do, go very well. I would think uh, maybe... I, I like computers, but boy, it'd take a lot to get me back into it. They're uh, just advancing too fast. Yeah, exactly. There's no Commodore 64s anymore. The Apple IIEs <laughs> are long gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the software out there just, I it 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 kind of motivates me because the software advances and advances again and moves and moves and moves. And I think that'd be kind of cool to, to do. I don't know. Well, you know, uh, software companies right now are expanding exponentially in oh, so sure. fast yeah uh, i mean there's i don't know if you've driven down the 14 there's this huge brick building right on the side there right like so fred meyer's here yeah and then there's like a huge empty spot which is now a chevron but behind okay. that is like a huge brick building it's all software they they literally ran out of space in portland built an entire location on this side just because they didn't have enough space for their people yeah and uh software's just huge and and the thing is too like COVID really changed so much that, like, you can do software from anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. That's See, that's what's enticing, is you can be out in the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of Washington, or if you want to be up in, so I was actually looking at a place up in Aleda, Washington, which is selling a school. <laughs> what? Exactly, a 15,000 square foot school. It's Jesus. out in the middle of nowhere, 200 people. It's, you know, 50 miles away from uh, from Spokane. It's okay. just, it's far away. Right. But it's like, oh my gosh, 15,000 square foot. How many ba- or How bedrooms? How is it? Uh, seven and a half. Jeez, that's not even With that. a full gym. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, it's, it, that's a side story. But that'd be kind of cool to just live out there and have another room to go to. Hey, this is my office. I got a nice view upstairs because you know it's a school. Right. Anyway, the whole the whole point was is like that would be that would be kind of cool. Yeah. But I mean, there's also sales positions that you can do online. You can there's sales. Uh, you can do inside sales. You can be a rep for product. Uh, rep rep for again hearth industry. It's it's fairly. It's a, a hidden secret that it's it's quite large though. I mean, yeah. it really reaches out all over the place. But yeah, I, I I'd want to go back to school. Um, at this point in my life, it's difficult. You know, I'm forty six years old. Who wants to go back to school? But I went to school. I went to PCC for about a year, year and a half almost. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. I think that uh, as we get older. Um, I've really realized that, so say you went back to school, what, for like, it'd be, what, two years? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. I would, it'd obviously be online. How I would fast does that feel right now? What, two years? Yeah. Oh, it'd be real fast. Yeah. I mean, look at COVID. Two years? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, the older yeah. I get, of course, that's, that's also uh, perception, right? Yeah. When I'm eight years old, sure. an hour is forever. Right. Right? Oh, now gosh. I'm 32. Yeah. I, these years, my, my son's 14. Yeah. Oh my God! What the hell? <laughs> like what? What happened? I remember him being birthed. Well, when we met, what was that? Uh, scout camp? Yeah. Yeah. How and long ago was that? Shit, he he had to have been just eligible. Yeah. So was that eleven? I think he was eleven years old. Yeah. That was a long it's time like ago. Three four years ago. Yeah. Dang, dude. <laughs> and yeah. he was fourteen. That's nuts. You I know, mean, that's... you have adults. I do. What the hell? I know. Is it weird? Yeah. 
It's it, well, it's I suppose it's weird, but it's just it's cool. I'm you know, I'm excited for I'm excited for TJ to see the world and move on. He's my eldest, you know. Right. Uh, Rebecca, I'm excited that she gets to get married. I I'm excited that she's living in her own apartment. I know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's your first apartment's kind of its own, like it's the best, it's your own memory, yeah, you know, like that. There's nothing that'll ever, there's a country song, um, you're gonna miss this, sure. Well, anyway, so like (laughs) it's about this little girl, she's like, I can't wait to be 18, okay, and she's getting dropped off. You know, that sounds familiar. I'm not a country song guy, but that's that sounds familiar. Well, so she says that, and her mom's like, Sweetheart, you're gonna miss high school, you're gonna miss this. And then all of a sudden she's a brand new bride in her first apartment, yeah. and she her dad stops by and, and she's like, "I can't wait for a house and kids and and all this other stuff." And he's like, "You're gonna miss this section of life where oh, it's just yeah. you and your wife in your first apartment, mm-hmm. nothing to do, or you guys just or each other, yeah, right." Yeah. <laughs> so like, but it's, yeah, but for realsies, that's like all yeah. you're doing, right? And oh, then yeah. uh, and then uh, she's married. And and she's got kids and the plumber's over. Kids are screaming, dogs barking, everything's going on. Oh, yeah, and she's like, I'm so sorry. I can't wait for this to like, these kids to get older. And so it's not like this. Mm. And the plumber's like, you're going to miss this. Yeah. I know that sounds insane because you're freaking out right now. Who didn't when their kids were little, little? Yeah. Just pulling your fucking hair out. You oh, know what I mean? Screaming. And the poopy diapers. Poopy diapers. And the yeah. kid's fighting. Yeah. Why? Why are you fighting? Like, I don't, I'm an only child. I don't get it. I wanted a brother or a sister so badly, you know yeah, what I mean. So yeah. like, why are you fighting? But uh, but yeah, and then and he's like, yeah, you're gonna miss this because I have two babies of my own, and they're like 34 and 25. Yeah, and you think about that, like, what happens when your kids are 34 and, and 25, and like like your youngest is 30. Yeah, and you're like, I want I want little kids around again, you know? Because <laughs> even even uh, my cousin comes over with her babies. One's three and one's like almost a year. Yeah. And I can deal with it because I, you do kind of miss that. The little baby time where you can pick them up and everything's just like, whoa, shit. Like yeah. to these little kids, you know? Oh, yeah. It's it's awesome. I mean, now, I mean, my 14-year-old barely speaks. <laughs> he has his 14. headphone in his ear oh, constantly yeah. and his phone is in his right hand. Anime? No matter what he's doing. Was it anime or just... Well, anime or... too, but no. Oh, if we're, We'll be sitting there watching TV and he'll have his phone in his right hand just staring at the TV. Yeah. And then we'll get a message, answer it, and then just look back up. And I'm like, can you put that damn thing away? <laughs> my phone is my job and my like my whole life's on my phone. Yeah. And I'm still not on it like that. Yeah. It's nice to be able to just... Here, I'm done. <laughs> Flip it upside down. Oh, I never flipped mine upside down. There we go. <laughs> I never phone... looked at it though, so maybe once. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll look. I keep it on vibrate on purpose, just because uh, it is also my business. Yeah. Of course. Right. If something urgent happens, which at this point I don't think there is, but yeah. uh, I got a couple listings coming up, and and uh, I have, have so many clients, so many buyers right now. Yeah. I just keep collecting them because <laughs> I can't get a friggin' offer accepted. Yeah. Oh, it's just gosh. nuts. I mean, there's like 20 offers on every house. I put in an offer that was seventy five thousand dollars over asking. Yeah. And they declined it because it was too much. And I'm like, okay, but you're gonna get every dollar the house is worth. No, no, we're gonna take this five twenty five instead of your five forty five, because it's closer to what I think it'll appraise for. But if it appraises for five thirty, you just screwed your client out of five grand. Right. So you're an idiot. Like it's also hard in my 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 um, industry because you get weekend warriors. Oh, okay. They're yeah. pissing me off, dude. Like they're just making me so mad. It's like everybody's a realtor right now. Yeah. So it's almost like. 
especially with listings, you're listing with the close the person that you're closest to that is a realtor. Everybody probably knows five realtors. Oh, jeez. Right? So like you're going to you're going to list with whoever you're closest to cuz you don't want to ruin that relationship. Right. Even if they're brand friggin' new. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now I come over here, I, I've been doing this a while. Yeah. And I have to deal with this brand new agent who has no no idea what a fucking oh, financing addendum is. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm like uh, like how about you just send over their information, I'll write the contract for you. You know what I mean? Just so we can expedite this whole friggin' thing. I, I'm so sick of these people. But wow. So it's going to get real tough here in the next six, eight months. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're, we're supposed to nationwide lose about 500,000 realtors. Wow. I, I've not heard that before. That's a big number. I don't think that's correct. Yeah. I... It's a lot of realtors. <laughs> right? So I think all the vets are going to stay. Which is uh, pretty intense. But we were talking about that too. Like, I moved back over to Keller Williams for, like, uh, the amount of people. Right? right. Right. So, I mean, there's some people in there putting in crazy numbers. And that's what I want to be around. I want to be around people who are closing 100 a year. Yeah. And you're successful. And right. that's why you surround yourself with successful people. That makes you ultimately on a successful path. Absolutely. I mean, if I have questions, I want to ask somebody who's 100 times better than I am. Yeah. To get a real expert Answer. Which is why I'm here. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I've been wanting to get in your industry for a long time. That's what this is actually about. <laughs> no, I mean just the expert part. Right. Oh, the expert it. at life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why I'm asking yeah. you all these questions. That's right. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> there is also a point in your life I think you do realize that um, now I, I don't want to say age with age comes wisdom, but you can tell people who are wiser. Yeah. Right? It, it's something that you're more likely to admit I wouldn't have admitted anything from 18 to 25. I don't give a <laughs> oh, shit how good you oh are gosh. at something, right? Like, oh. I'm probably better somehow. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But you get 25 to 30 and you're kind of like, I'm pretty good, but that guy's, that guy's pretty decent too. Yeah. And now I'm like hitting my 30s. I'm like, this guy's obviously better than I am. I'm going to ask him all the questions I can. <laughs> that way I get better faster. Instead yeah. of riding my fucking ego into a hole. You know what I mean? You know what's frustrating is that our, at our age, we do see... People who are at 18 to 25, younger than us, who are making intelligent decisions, or who are doing things that I would have never done. I would have, you know, my path was obviously a little different, but yeah, I mean, you see people going to college, sticking to it, going into their, getting their master's, get, going into their doctorates, you know, just keep on going, and they're young. I, I didn't have that mentality of continue on. It was just more of a, I want to work, I want to learn, and then move on. Well, I do think that that is fantastic yeah. that we have those type of people. But I do think that in a information-based society at the moment, yeah. people are almost over-obsessed with information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that is fantastic. Sure. You have a 17-year degree, right? Like, But at the same <laughs> Double time, doctorate. Hey. you still live in your mom's fucking basement. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, so absolutely. it's. But that, that's the thing. Well, well, I live in my mom's basement because I'm not paying rent and I'm saving money. And so then I can buy a house cash. All right. Well, how about fuck you? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't you talk to me in smart language, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. oh, but it's, gosh, it's yeah. I feel like it's a different generation. Whereas like, like in my generation, the, the fastest thing we want to do is get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. You 18, you want to move out. You want to start a family. You want to just boom, boom, boom. Just start doing everything by yourself. Yeah. Whereas, yes, this generation's smarter. They're doing things really correct. They're waiting to have children until they should. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, they're doing good shit. But at the same time, like, when we need those people who take action when Mm. it's necessary, there's not going to be very many. There's going to be people who are sitting there thinking about the best mode of action versus actually acting. And taking too long to do it. Right. And then you're fucked. Because that's also another problem. Yeah. Well, you look at kids, and I, I really hope that, you know, kids will realize that they need to have... You know, not just one and two. That big families are important. I mean, they're important for their 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 sanity, of course. You know, down the road, when they become elderly and there's nobody here, everybody's gone off to New York, or somebody's gone up uh, state or out of country, and then you don't see kids. You don't see your kids. Um, so having six kids, the chances of being able to be around at least one or two are a lot more in my favor. Um, And I'm not saying that's the reason to have kids, because obviously happiness, you know, you have kids to bring happiness to both you and your spouse and to your kids that you have, you know, sibling life. um, I I love my my brothers and my brother and sisters, and I should say brothers because I've got, you know, in-laws as well uh, and step step, uh, you know, last uh, five years has it been? Oh, mom, I hope you're not listening to this. Uh, (laughs) You probably turned that off if you did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, after uh, you know four or five years of, of having a stepbrother, stepsister, they're not close by, but still, I love it. I love right. being able to communicate, and just it's great. You know, it's it's hard though. So like, you get people who are very family oriented, and um, that's absolutely fantastic, right? Because yeah. I am very I'm Sicilian, right? And, and are you? Yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, 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 so uh, in our in our family, I mean, family's huge. It's a really big yeah. deal. Oh, yeah. But then you get into the part where it also hurts a lot. Because I have family that's constantly screwing other family. Oh, gosh. So you're, you're constantly, yeah. like, splitting this family into chunks. Like, who talks to who? Who's going to be at what event? Who's going to be what? So now I've literally... I've even told the eldest of this gener- of my family's generation, um, fuck you. Yeah. Oh. You can suck it. Nice. Right? Okay. So anybody after me is, yeah. is all that matters. <laughs> I told them, I said, I'm going to get a new family crest. Yeah. I'm going to get a family ring. I'm going to start a new family legacy because you guys don't exist to me. Wow. wow I am done. That, that's tough. When you run into people who have literally stolen from their brothers and sisters' children after they die. Oh, what? Yeah. So really? my, my family is definitely run very Sicilian. You've seen The Godfather, I'm sure. I have not, actually. Oh, right. Rated R movies. Not your yeah, thing. Yeah. Right? Well, just, uh, I, all I know is it's under the mattresses. That's all I've heard. What's under the mattresses? I don't know. It's Nothing's under my mattress. Don't you look under there. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no but so, so the way it's run is, is you have um, different tiers on, on your family, right? Yeah. So most of the time it's, it's all family. Uh, but at the top, you're going to have like your, your consigliere, which is like your, your consultant, yeah. right? Probably one of the smarter people in the family. Then you're going to have your Don, which is like kind of in charge. Yeah. Uh, and they're usually one of the more successful people in the family. So uh, one of the very, it's usually like the eldest, right? <laughs> so when my grandfather, yeah. between my grandfather, there were seven of them. So the eldest was, was the Don and then he was the consigliere and all that. So my Aunt Josie was the consigliere too. But um, so it's just like when you have a head of family, yeah. we'll just call it that, head of family, um, you call them, like if you're going to buy a house. You call them and ask for their advice. Sure. So it's not like, it's kind of almost required, right, that you call and before you make a purchase like that. Yeah. And most sense. of the time what happens is 
They'll probably dig into family money a little and help you. Hmm. Right? Which just sounds wonderful. Yeah, not my house. <laughs> right. Or they'll just or they'll just tell you that's not a good idea. You should be doing that right now or you should be doing it through this person or whatever, right? Yeah. So they have a lot of that in there. So as the as the head of families were dying, because that shit happens, yeah. right? Uh, one of them built the New Phoenix and the Emerald Casino. That's okay. my Uncle Sam. Uh, he got run over uh, on his Harley uh, by an SUV. The SUV ran a red light, boom, killed him. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he was head of fa- he was the head uncle? of the family. He was my uncle, yeah. Wow. My great uncle. It's my grandfather's brother. Okay, yeah. So, Still, um, uncle. yeah. When he died, and then, uh, like, my aunt goes um, to get his get all the stuff out of the safe for his kids and all that other shit. Uh, apparently, a fucking six foot tall safe had absolutely nothing in it. Okay. He owns two casinos, and there's nothing in these safes. Nothing. Hmm. Right? Like, uh-huh. so that's the kind of shit that continues to happen. And it's always, like, there's three of them that just, like, continue to, like, like almost rape and pillage. That's what they do. And wow. it's to family. That's sad. It really is. That's, so, I mean... That's tough. I understand where family is, like, a really big deal to a lot of people. They are. And it should be. Yeah. But then you get people like that that ruin it and make family almost a rotten idea. You know? So... Yeah, I started the whole thing trying to bring this family back together, all that other crap, and realized that you can't make rotten human beings fresh again. That's just not yeah. going to happen. No. You know, so... But you can plant new seeds. You can plant new seeds, right. So I have kids. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have my own family crest, all that other stuff. So I'm a Townsend anyways. My yeah. dad ruined that shit. <laughs> um, they're all Magnus, right? Or Magnos, whatever you want to call them. Sure. Apparently we're descendants from Alexander the Great. Okay, cool. Which sounds fantastic, but yeah. he had like 30 wives and 70 concubines. Hey, it was the time, man. So who knows where the fuck we're even at. I don't yeah. think we're royalty, <laughs> right? I think we were just an offspring of some sort. He also had a bunch of boyfriend concubines, too. You, gotta, you know, you gotta fuck keep it. an open mind, right? Fuck it, a hole's a hole, right? Um, <laughs> That's right. See a need, fill a need, right? See a need, oh! See a need, fill it with seed. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's so... Oh, that got, that got much further. That um, would... <laughs> shit. But so, so you do get into that, uh, like... But like, I like what you're saying, you yeah. know? But you can plant new seeds. Absolutely. Um, and so that, that's the plan, is to create humans that are worth bringing this legacy forward. That's that's the you got you great know, kids, man. You got a good start. I think so too. Yeah. Sometimes I want to punch them both in the face. Just don't use an open hand. You know, right. You, gotta, you rock that. Thing. Yeah. That's... Well, it's funny because so my fourteen year old, um, he'll get mouthy and shit. Yeah. Right. He's my kid. He's yeah. gonna do that. But at the same time, we kickboxed together. Oh wow! Okay. Took some classes together. Yeah. Um, he's taller than you, right? He's taller than me. He's like six <laughs> foot now. You yeah. know, he's got a little reach on you. But at the same time, like. Grown men are pretty nervous to throw gloves on with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So oh, yeah. he's seen me in there, and we've boxed each other. Yeah. So I'm not really afraid of anybody. Do I want to punch him in his mouth? No, I don't. <laughs> not I today. will gut you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will make you spit up blood and pee blood probably. Yeah. But I also don't want to hurt you. Sure. I've never yeah. backed down from a fight in my life. If my son challenges me, he's going to get gutted and he's going to be asked if he'd like to continue. Yeah. He's going to have some courtesies other people don't get. <laughs> but at the same time, like I, I, I would never want to initiate that. 
So where are we at? I don't know. Man, these and, kids, dude. Yeah, you want to start a fight with your son, it sounds like. No, that's <laughs> a, I don't want to start a fight with my son. I, I mean, just for sport. I want him to just, just understand that it's just not a good idea. No. I don't want him to fear me, no. but at the same time, like, you don't need to be challenging me like that. Yeah. He's just got to work on his balance. That's he all. does. Yeah. That's a little balance. Yeah. He needs to work on his footwork. Is what he needs oh, to do. there you go. He needs to be able to run faster than me. <laughs> He's going to start shit. You better be, either better be able to fight or be able to run. That's right. Fight or flight. Great. <laughs> Those are your options. Like, I mean, that's how life goes. There's not a lot there, yeah. One or the other. It's funny, man. I, I, love, I love all that shit, but... Uh, Anyway, so family-wise, like, uh, how many kids are you expecting from your kids? Who? I've, I've been that, wanting to ask you that one for a long it's, time. It's probably too early to forecast. Okay, um, well, so, so let's say expectation. Like, let's say if you were to average out the amount of kids, because some of them may have six, some may not have any. I would see Rebecca having... You know, a slew. <laughs> a slew? <laughs> no. Jeez, what are we talking, 10? No, no, maybe not a slew. But I would say uh, I, I can see her having maybe three or four, maybe more. Okay. Maybe, maybe, you know. So you're thinking um, about four is, a three or to four is probably your kid's average all the way across? I, I, yeah. I would, I would say anywhere between two to four. Two to four. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's pick three. Okay. It's right in the middle there. All right. So you have an average of three children per children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, I haven't thought Damn. about that before, right? Yeah. So you, you figure that... Uh, so, I again, I grew up, you know, with uh, right. three sisters and a brother. And right now I have... Uh, so one sister who has six kids, uh, a brother who has three kids, another sister who has three kids. So, I mean, right there, that's 12. My other sister has one... And then plus my my my, my step uh, brother and sister both have three each. So it's you know twenty. Yeah, that's twenty twenty one. Is that right? And uh, okay, so six twelve, uh, thirteen fourteen fifteen seventeen eighteen nineteen. Oh, nineteen. Nineteen. 19. There we go. Yep. Um, so I mean, that's, that's quite a lot. Uh, How many times have you guys all gotten together? Oh, it's been a while since we all got together. Do you ever try that? What? Well, you ever get, try to get everybody all together? Well, my brother lives in Idaho, yeah. so having him come out is always kind of a difficult thing because his wife is a nurse, and having her and him and every, all the kids, yeah. that's difficult. Um, and then with step-siblings down in Eugene, that's actually not too difficult. We can make that happen. Um, I'm willing to get everybody together. It's just... Mm, it's all got to be together to do How that. fighty are you guys? Oh, my gosh. We're a little bit of rambunctious. You got... Uh, a little clicky, you know. Yeah. You got uh, so my my eldest sister, uh, she's she likes to laugh and just have fun and and you know just that's who she is. Uh, my brother, uh, he's he's pretty much the opposite of who I am. Um, oh. I think uh, we both raised in the same house. Uh, so I may not like this guy very much. No, no, no. He may, he may. He's, he may. He's, pretty, he's a pretty smart kid. Um, okay. I say kid. He's two years younger than I am. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, he's, so unlike, unlike me, you know, he, he likes a, a good whiskey. He likes to drink. He's, okay. he loves his tattoos. Um, and it's just, it's not me at all. Right. Uh, and he's, he's had, you know, of course now he's, uh, he's, he has not smoked for a long time, but he, he smoked a lot. 
in which I never about cigarettes had or cigarettes. Okay. I don't know what else he did, but you know, he's he's a different character than I am. Okay. Uh, but once we're together, yeah, we can talk, we can sit there, and I'll talk to him about guns. Obviously, guns is a great topic for him and I. Um, just not a whole lot. Maybe movies. Some sometimes movies. It's hit or miss because you know his. His view on movies and mine have taken, you know, right. two different roads. Well, I think you, you do pretty much try and stay away from R as much as you can. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll watch some old school R, which, okay. which it, is if like I've PG seen it now. before. Yeah, yeah PG-13. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I don't like going out and seeing an R-rated movie to see an R-rated movie. Because most of the time, you know, um, it's it's not the the conversation not the conversations but the, it's not it's the, not the topics that I like yeah, yeah I'm just not into it um, now we'll say like Saving Private Ryan okay. definitely an R-rated movie for the the guts and the war and the, obviously right. the uh, um, the army conversations that they'll have there so yeah, the language you know it doesn't really bother me but if it's repetitively used in a manner that could have been chosen otherwise uh, or sexual content it's like you know I don't need that right that's right. my I mean, I do I do understand that because there are some times where movies go a little like, did you need to use the F word every other word? That's, you know, like, yeah, I don't think that's necessary. And I understand the enunciate. You got to, hey, you got to really send it home with using right. that word. But it's just not something that I still remember the last time I used that word. <laughs> you still remember? Like, how long ago was this? Uh, it was quite a while ago. Um, it was a driving driving thing you know just oh nice exactly you get really riled up when somebody doesn't know how to merge you know the zipper that i'm talking about when uh-huh. you're on there and somebody's just sitting there right next to you when they're supposed to be either behind you behind. Yeah. because they were behind you before and why won't you merge and anyway so yeah yeah, yeah. my mouth got a little out of hand there. yeah when you if you were to listen to any of these other podcasts i uh I'm definitely road inclined. <laughs> yeah, I get, that's fine. I, I hopped out. Uh, I, I, I'm always hopping out of my car. Yeah, all right. the time. Oh, well, sweet. I, I'll never open my door first. It's not something I do. Yeah, right. But if you out. open your door, yeah, I'm, I'm out my truck pretty fast, <laughs> dude. I, I don't mind at all. Well, it's it's like when you're getting onto the freaking freeway. There's there's a certain that's etiquette. Just it. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it's it's one car after another. That's it. It's called the zipper for a reason, right? And, you know? and if you're if you're right behind the person in front of you, yeah. you're in, you're in the wrong spot, right? Slow down, let me in, and move over. Like you're just you're just causing a problem for no reason. Yeah. I, so I I don't know. That's that's that was the last time I used it. And that was quite a while ago. Uh, anyway, that's pretty yeah, good, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I've said other words, but just you know, just I choose not to, and I just feel right. like it directs the mood in a just a little cleaner. It's just it's me. Well, you know, I always I always appreciate people being able to use other words and stuff like that. I yeah. choose to use them. I, I don't care. Right? <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So, but the difference is, I also hate it when people use the words but not like if they're like, oh shiz. Oh, you know, gosh, like yeah, like yeah. oh, you're so annoying. Just say the word. <laughs> you know, like or they're listening to like hardcore rap. Yeah. But censored. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm like. The emotion and the, the feeling is still there. Just because you didn't hear them actually curse, now you're now you're a better person. You mean like two live crews edited versions? Have you ever heard of those? No. Oh my gosh, they're hilarious. I don't listen to edited anything. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's kind of fun. Oh, that's why this is raw. That's it's so raw. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy raw. You should know that, but by having six children. Oh my gosh, yeah, so, so raw. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Anyways, oh speaking of that, I'm actually. Uh, 
I've already talked to a urologist about getting snipped. What's that? Who? What? I'm, I'm, I've talked to a urologist already about getting snipped. Wow, that came out of left field there. All it right. Didn't. We're talking about popping it in raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, all right, well, congrats. What's That's your cool. What's your take on that? I, um, wow, how do you want, how deep you want to go? Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, no, it I depends. don't. I have not, uh, I, have, I have chosen not to okay. for quite some time, obviously. Uh, so 46 years old, obviously, I don't want to father any more children. However, uh, nothing has been done to prevent that. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's still, still all natural. Um, it's just a matter of uh, timing. Timing, <laughs> yes. The good old pullout so, method. So, so no, no prophylactic uh, energy goes along uh, with our intimate. Okay. Life, so yeah, but yeah, ultimately we just we we don't want to have any more children, um, and I'm not not preventing that, and neither is my wife. So, but we're not. Yeah. You're not actively trying to do it. Right. Correct. Right. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely actively not trying to do that. Yes, anymore. yeah. I picked up on that. Like, yeah. Decision here. Right, right. Yeah. So it's it's definitely, um, I have a lot of friends that it's super back and forth. Yeah. You know, you're, you're probably the most on that side of it. Yeah. That's been mild about it. Oh, okay. Because most of the time if they're like, why would you ever do that? I'm never doing that. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so insane. And I'm like... It's like a fucking tube. Yeah. Like, it takes 45 minutes to do, and, like, two weeks of just not feeling great. Oh, sure. And then you're good for the rest of your life. Whereas, like, a, a woman is, like, Are most the of the time. Of 90% yeah. of the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Right? But, uh, and a woman, it, it's like a crazy invasive surgery. Oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's absolutely insane. Yeah. She should have done it by the time Reed was born. You know, like, come on. You're in there, Doc. Come on. Oh. Okay, what's, what's going on? <laughs> Well, that's the thing, too, is that I also, like, the, the amount of stuff that has to be done to a woman versus, yeah. like, what we have to go through for it, I like... Know. I know. No, just have that they're, they're already pushing children out, you know what I mean? I'm like, like, I feel like you got it bad enough. I can help a little bit, you I know? know. Well, I thought I did. Well, that's the thing, too, is I don't know how to pull out. Oh. I just oh. don't. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, no. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to go there. I'm just saying, I don't understand the concept. Yeah, I know. Like, it doesn't make sense up here, but when we're going, I'm not going to do it. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> hey, when, uh, when, we were, uh, when we were making babies, you know, that's uh, some of the best part is yeah. just, you know, hey, keep going, going. Yeah. But, no, it's just. Ouch. Yeah, you know. Years, man, years. <sighs> Dang. Hurt my feelings that's over it. here. Um, anyway, that's so, I mean, right. Yeah, everybody's got their own life decisions, and that's cool. Yeah. You know, that's that's why I like interviewing people. Yeah, humans, right? Like, I mean, you have your own story. It's going to be completely different than everybody else's. Yeah, well, you're going to have your own view based on how that story even went. Yeah, which is pretty cool, man. You know, we never even talked about cars, and that's such a big part of my life. Cars so. hit cars. <laughs> then where are we at? I don't know. You tell me. We're at seventy. I don't care. Okay, all right. You want to hit like another twenty minutes or so? Well, let's let's keep it quick. Then. Just so yeah. you're aware, cars. Yes, I can change brakes and oil. That's where I'm at with cars. That's important. And I I can drive the fuck out of a stick shift. It don't keeps get me wrong. It, I would hope so. Yeah, I really can. <laughs> if you know how to do brakes and you know how to do oil, you better learn how to do a clutch or a <laughs> yeah. clutch. So, yeah. So uh, I can I can drive a stick shift. I stay. I tend to stay away from my mom. Just went to Los Angeles for a week. Yeah. Left her um, her turbo golf um, oh, yeah. VW golf at yeah. my house. Yeah, and that's a uh, diesel. 
TDI? It's not. Oh, really? It's not, yeah. So VR6? I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to be able to tell you any of that. All right, all right. But it was fast. Yeah, oh, I bet it was. It's a six-speed, too, and I just need to not drive it. You said that's a Golf? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably a VR6. Okay. Yeah, this thing's going to be really It tough. is fucking insane. That's I cool. was I was yeah. racing everyone who would, Yeah. and I was getting everywhere. I made a a trip to downtown from here. Yeah. It takes me about 18 minutes in like six. Downtown. When you say downtown, you're downtown talking Downtown Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah. So down <laughs> the 14, Yeah. I made it in about six minutes, six to eight minutes. Okay. Depends on where, if I want to. You hit triple? Yeah, yeah. I have to answer that. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I did. I hit yeah. 120. That's fun. Isn't yeah. It? My mom listens to these every once in a while, but fuck it. You know, like, whatever, dude. Like, with love. With, with love. love. Yeah, 120 <laughs> with love. I'm just keeping those pistons clear. You That's know right. what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, you got to open it up every now and then. You should. Just to, just you to should, flex it, man. Up. Absolutely. And uh, the thing is, just, I can't keep it not in sixth gear. Oh, see, I have not driven a six speed before. Well, it's the same thing as a five. It just gives you a little bit more room in between, I yeah. guess. But, like, it's just like, why wouldn't you want it in the highest gear you can? Uh, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it depends on the horsepower. I mean, if you really want to be in next six gear uh, because you've got 500 ponies under the hood, that's awesome. But, well, it was, I had a 99 Honda Civic. And it was the same thing. Like you know, this I is on here, right? You, people can hear you talk about a Civic. No, I'm kidding. Oh, you're fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a car. I, like I, I couldn't argue with you. The Fords and GM, like all that shit. Mopar, I, Mopar baby. Mopar, Dodge, Dodge Plymouth Chrysler. Yeah, gross. Uh, not so much. <laughs> not so much. No, I, I buy. Uh, I ended up uh, with another GMC. Yeah. Just because it's I ended up with it, it right? Yeah. Like I mean, I went to. I just went to my favorite car spot, which yep. it just so happens to be a, a GMC Cadillac Buick dealer. Okay, yeah. Right? And so it, uh, I ended up with another GMC just because they had one in the lot. 30,000 miles on it. It was a 2017. Okay. This yeah. guy barely drove the shit out, like, out of this thing. And, and it's like, don't get me wrong, it's fucking expensive. That's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's fantastic. Though. That's good. 30,000 miles on it? Yeah. 2017, it's a five-year-old car. That's low. That's insane. Yeah. And the next best one was a, another 2017 that um, Denali 10-inch yeah. lift on it. Oh, sure. It, it was so sexy. And that was your choice? Well, it was also like $30,000 more. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this one. Like the Denali one. I'm like, yeah. I, I got this. And I'm driving around. I can barely see shit. Like, I, I don't care. I'll run over it with these giant tires. I don't give a shit, right? Like, whatever. I park it, and I'm like, all right, all right. I jump down, and I'm like, oh, my knees. Oh. And I'm like, yeah. fuck this thing. Yeah. Like, this is just the first time. Like, I'm going to die getting out of this stupid. This is a 20-year-old's car is what this <laughs> is, you know? Like, I don't know. I mean, not that, mine's not that high, but I love my Tundra. That's like well, a and two, that's the thing. two that, three-inch lift. Right. I'd say like a three. I would go up to even a six, maybe. Yeah. A six-inch lift is probably the highest I'd go. Yeah. Because anything more than that, like, unless you're really off-roading. Like, yeah. if I had a four, like a, like a little Ford Ranger. Yeah. Like a like a four by four Ford Ranger that I'm just trashing up in the mountains. Oh hell yeah, 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 yeah dude. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm driving this shit around town. Like I can't even see the the fucking street. <laughs> I have no idea if someone's next to me right now. So classic cars. I love classic cars. My favorite is, oh, it's not up anymore, is a 1967 Rolls Royce. 
my absolute favorite car. So There's like three white ones. Or what, 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 uh, which model, what year? What? You said 67? Yeah. 67. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm wondering if I have a picture of it somewhere yeah. around here, but... So it's it's such a peculiar year. What uh, it's just like the red, like just it looks so sexy. Yeah, four door, two. Okay, it's a two door, but it had four seats in it. Okay, right, cool. convertible. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So there's three white ones left. Yeah. And there's only one of them is a convertible. Okay. It's like a multi million dollar car. Oh well, that's you know that's a little out of my range. Right, but it's still like. V12. Oh, sure. Like, stupid, unnecessary. All like made all hand-built, every bullet Such nut. a beautiful car, man. Yeah. I, I'm still in love with it, but I, I don't plan on owning it anytime soon. <laughs> anything, I want to say anything from, like, like the 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah? I love those old, like, round, wheel, like, wheel-capped ones. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, this almost a square body, like... But they're round. I don't know. So 30s, 30s, uh, a little bit more narrow. 40s, you get the fat fender 50s. You know, those are, uh, and the 48s. Yeah, you get those bigger fenders in there. So the reason why I was bringing this up is my, uh, I was able to bring back a car from, I'm going to show you a picture here, even mm. though we're online. Uh, you should text me the picture. I will do that. And but anyway, put it up as your your picture. <laughs> so it's well, it's a nineteen thirty one Model A, and this car, I was going to. Uh, so my my father owned this. Okay. Tell him there's a nice little shot of oh, it. Oh yes. Yeah. So nineteen thirty one Ford Model A, inline four cylinder, four door suicide doors, the whole bit. It's got the spare on the back. Actually, I can show you the. There you go. That's the back oh, end of it. Anyway, so it's in great shape. Uh, it hasn't been driven in five, six years or even started. So it's okay. been sitting idle for a while. Uh, but uh, so this was in... Let's go back a little bit. So my okay. my dad bought this, oh gosh, back in 89. Okay. And he his whole idea was to get it restored and drive it and just have fun with it. He, he was a Santa Claus for... Uh, several different outfits, including the Trailblazers. That's cool. uh, he was for uh, for Thriftway, for McCormick and Schilling. Um, uh, oh gosh, uh, uh, the uh, uh, there's a hospital that's nearby. Obviously, he, he was a he was a Santa Claus for that too. Anyway, so he had a stroke, and part of the reason why he sold it is because obviously some money uh, money concerns, and so he ended up selling it to his good friend, and his good friend said that he would hang on to it. Until he gets his funds back. Well, obviously things never panned out for him. And so uh, his father, so my dad's friend's father, bought it from him and then took it over to Utah. Okay. okay. Well, he passed away uh, about, I want to say, seven to ten years ago, something like that. And so then his wife or his mother hung on to it. And then she just recently passed away with this last year. Well, I never knew her. Right. But I get a call saying, again, he lives in, he moved to Utah, okay. uh, my dad's friend. He calls up and tells me that, hey, you want to buy this back? This is how much my dad sold it to me for. This is how much I'm going to sell it to you for. And so I was organizing all my garage and making space. And, you know, I've got my Dart. I've got my 65 yeah. Dart. That's awesome. Um, and I had to make space for it. Well, it was giving me such... A high stress level 
that my wife she doesn't want another car. She's right. she's tired of the cars in my house, and and this is just one more thing. It's going to take up space in the garage. And I know as soon as I get this thing, my Dart is going to get neglected, um, and it's going to be all about this Model A. Well, anyway, so I ended up saying no, and I told my sister about it. And she and her husband went over there. This is my sister Kelsey. Drove all the way to Utah, trailered it, bought it, and brought it back. So it's still in her family. Anyway, so the point is, is that I absolutely love this car. I I wish I, uh, well, I don't even say I wish. I I guess I wish my circumstances were different to where I could have both of those right. or have whatever car I want. But anyway, so this this Model A is still back in our family, um, and I can't wait to see I haven't seen it yet. So it's been years wow. since I've seen it last. So anyway. Uh, How about the Dart? Is I that going? Oh, yeah. Well, I drove it uh, a couple weeks ago. Well, of course, when the weather was a little bit better. Right. Yeah. Go get fuel and go over to the pond and grab some snacks and sit there and feed the ducks type of thing. Um, right. Yeah. It cruise around a little bit and just keep her running, keep her going. Yep. Um, I'm looking to put a new roof on it because it's a custom top. Okay. So um, I don't know if I've ever showed you this before. So you got the roof line. It's a two-door 1965 Dodge Dart GT. And there's a little chrome trim that just goes from one side of the car to the other on the roof. Well, the part that goes from that chrome trim to the uh, uh, the windshield, that part is removable. It was custom cut, like a target top. Okay. Okay. Well, in the rigidity of the car, because it's a unibody, everything twists. It tacos when you lift it up and you can't open the doors. You know, put it on a lift. And uh, it's, it's not good. Right. <laughs> so I want to put the car back in original condition so i went out and bought a roof from uh a uh, place out in sandy and uh, so i had it sitting in my garage and i'm going to put money towards that and put the roof back on cool man anyway so yeah how fast is that thing uh well it's a 273 high pro for uh, high compression uh, four barrel carburetor it's it it'll it'll get up and move i mean i've, I've gotten it up going pretty good but obviously with the rigidity of the vehicle i don't want to take it too fast but definitely over 70 uh it's just a three speed you know that's very simple interesting okay yeah, not not a manual it's a three speed you know just a automatic but okay. yeah four speeds are tougher to find I, I wish it was a four speed yeah but it sounds great dual exhaust uh just got a nice little rumble and with a high compression it's really got that throttly generally sound <laughs> so are you you like enough of a car guy to build that thing yourself or i've never rebuilt an engine before i've done a carburetor i've done water pumps i've done brakes i've done uh fuel tanks fuel lines fuel pump um everything except for uh the actual engine okay <laughs> yeah uh just enough to get things going but yeah it'd be nice to rebuild that i don't have the time for that it's running good now so right why even do it yeah, yeah exactly yeah for now, anyway. For now. Who knows? Yeah, when, when all the kids are gone, you got extra time on your hands. <laughs> and I've had that thing for 23 years. Had that thing since 1999. Jeez. Mm-hmm. That's a long time, man. <laughs> exactly. That's what my wife, my wife says. You should sell that thing. Yeah. You know, maybe one day. But for now, my kids don't want me to sell it. They don't want you to sell it? No, oh, they like it. Not. They yeah. like the sound of the thing. But yeah. It's got a good rumble. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, cars, cars is a, a big thing in my life, and that's something that I've always always uh had in my life my dad was a big car guy my mom 
grew up with a uh, with a, uh, a dad and a brother who was big into cars. You know, I remember there's a picture in my family collection of a uh, BMW Isetta. I don't know if you're familiar with what that is. No idea. Not many people know. Well, people in the car community probably know, but it's it's a car that opens from the front. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh huh. Yep. So it's a two seater. And as you open up the front of the car, because the engine's in the back, open up the front of the car, the steering wheel tilts out, and you get into the vehicle. Look up BMW Isetta. Okay. You'll, you'll get it. Uh, it's So they had one of those. My grand, my uncle, Neil, was big into Corvettes, part of the Rose City Corvette Club, and just a lot of other little clubs, and he's always had a Corvette. Nice. So, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so just kind of raised around cars. It's difficult not to be a part of it. Oh, shit, man. Oh. Yeah, most I got. I love this Mercedes I got out front. I saw that. Yeah, that S class, right? Yeah, yeah. S class four four fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it's a good looking car. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mercedes well, is pissing me off. Yeah, it sat for too long. Battery died, and now it says it's broken. I'm like, you're not fucking broken. I just tuned everything. Oh, it just gosh. sat for too long. Yeah, and so now it's the computer won't kick it over. Because it says it's broken. What and year I'm is that? like, 2003. Okay. Right when electricity started becoming really fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm irritated. The thing is, it's got an eight cylinder in it. Yeah. It's fucking fast. Oh, I bet it is. And it's loud. Oh, it's loud? Yeah, well, it's a loud for a Mercedes. Oh, okay. So when I start like, whoa, 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 yeah. I can really get it going. It's got a throttle. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But it also, at the same time, it's still a Mercedes. It's like sitting in a fucking lazy boy. Yeah. And it just rides like a boat. You know, you're just like cruising. That's that's what I like about those. I love Cadillacs too. Cadillacs, some of those. Yeah, I know. I like I the know. older Cadillacs. Which, like, how old? Uh, I'm talking like if you're. In the if, 90s or are you talking like 70s, 60s? I'd say 90s and before. I'd yeah, be okay. okay with. Because like the this. Fleetwood Brothams. 2013 those. out here. Yeah. Fucking pile of garbage. Oh. Two thousand thirty. This SRX out here. Yeah, it sits like a fucking cardboard box. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. Everything's so rigid. Yeah, and it just it doesn't drive smoothly. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't float down the road. It's not a Cadillac. Yeah. I don't know what the. That's like a Kia out there. I don't know what oh. the hell that thing is. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. but it's made me not like Cadillacs. Okay. But at the yeah. same time, like an old school, like a seventies Deville. Yeah. That oh heck long, yeah. That long body Deville looking two two seater like. Oh, just oh, boats all days. But then Absolutely. you're dealing with airbag suspension too. Yeah. Like the person who had this Mercedes before me swapped it out for normal suspension. Okay. Just because, first of all, it's a Mercedes. It's expensive as shit to fix yeah. anything. Yeah. And then you get into air suspension. It's it's like, it was like five so. grand to fix it or two and a half to replace it with normal shocks and stuff. <laughs> oh, so like oh. they went top tier with the shocks, but at the same time, it's still, it's not airbags anymore. Not the same. No. Like, there's a bunch of buttons that don't work. Like, it used to, if you put it into uh, sport mode, okay, um, it would lower. Yeah. So it, it could, it oh, could yeah. go faster and yeah. shit. Like, uh-huh. and it, it doesn't do any yeah, of that it anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It used to lower, and then there was, like a, like, a super sport mode where it would, like, tilt. Yeah. Okay. So it was, like, it was, yeah. You know, I remember the, uh, the Lincoln commercial for the Mark 8. When it came out, watching it go up. So there was a bar. And the car would go up right next to it, and the roof would hit the bar, right? Yeah. And then, of course, it would back up, or it would show the cattle or the uh, the Lincoln way back far 
uh, far away from where that bar was, and they get going at, you know, 80 miles an hour or whatever, and it goes right underneath the bar. It's because the automatic suspension, it lowers it the faster you go, giving it more aerodynamics. And that was, yeah. a, that was a cool thing. It's always stuck in my head. It's like, oh, that's cool. Well, so this, this 2003, I'd be 13, <laughs> right? When yeah. it, or no, no, not 13. Yeah, 13. I'd okay. have been 13, right? So, mm-hmm. like, that was when I started giving a shit. What cars look like. Yeah. So this Mercedes is top of the fucking line oh, for yeah. that year. No, she's It pretty. has all the bells and whistles, everything you would. Yeah. It's a 2003. It's got heated and cooling seats. Yeah. Like, who the fuck has that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it has it has its own phone. Yeah. Remember when cars came oh, with absolutely. a phone? Yeah. Like, yeah, so it's got a dialing pad and yeah. shit in there. Like, <laughs> of course I'm not using it, right? But, like... It can have its own phone number, which I thought was pretty sick. But uh, it was it's top of the line, you know. I wanted that, or I wanted like a like a I want to say maybe like a '90s Jag. Okay. I wanted, I wanted something like that. Yeah. But uh, not like an XJ12. That's uh, something. I, I don't know. You can say names on names and numbers B, all day. B12, big long two. Oh, I don't need all that shit. No? I still okay. got to drive it to showings. <laughs> well, so with this thing though. You see the rims on it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, they're gold. Beautiful right gold rims. Yeah, okay. sexy as shit. Because yeah. the inside's all tan. Okay. So it, it really matches the car really nicely. And kind of that pearl white. Well, I fell asleep at the wheel again, dealing with this whole sleep apnea bullshit. Oh. Remember, sure. I wrecked the truck because of it. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you did tell me. Yeah, that. I That's fell asleep right. at the wheel driving the truck. Yeah. Um. So I fell asleep in in the Mercedes too, like three days after I get these rims and fucking curbed them. Uh, and so they're still saveable. Yeah. The I was waiting for the tires to go flat. They're fine. Yeah. So there's a shop. My buddy owns a shop down here. Uh, like Sick Rims, bro. I think it's Okay, it's yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, and they'll fix them. It's like 200 bucks a tire. Okay. Or 200 bucks a, a wheel. wheel. Right. So I think that's what I'm going to do. But at the same time, if it doesn't even fucking run, why would I put Brent and fix the rims? You know what I mean? It's like I'm so stuck in this shitty spot. Plus, when I did that, I broke a control arm in the back, oh, which it's a Mercedes control arm. Of course. $1,500 just for the part. Well, see if you can find one at a uh, scrapyard. Well, I'm not fixing it. Okay. Right? Like, I don't know how never to fix it. Never, never Yeah, so like. That's right. Brakes and oil. Got it. Right. Brakes Sorry. and oil, Sorry. brother. That's all I got. And I still pay people to do that shit. Yeah. I try <laughs> not to do it. Okay. But uh, it was the same thing. Uh, one of the seatbelts in the back seat. Yeah. It is broken. Oh, I don't know if someone cut it or, or what. The person who owned it before me. Yeah. But uh, it's broke. Yeah. That's $2,000 to get a new one for that year. Why? Yeah. Because it's Fuck Mercedes. Fuck you, Mercedes. Yeah. You know? Like, why are you making this so difficult to own your vehicles? Oh, that's going to be tough. Yeah, this is dumb. Like, just forget it. I'll tie a rope around that kid sitting in that spot. I'm there you go. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, little, I just... A little ratchet strap. The thing is, that's my, that's my like, showing car. Yeah, because it's it's a nice vehicle. Yeah, but it still gets better gas mileage than the fucking truck. Yeah, right, and it's comfy. Oh gosh, that thing looks gorgeous. It's fantastic. It really. I've never sat in a more comfortable car in my life. Sounds like it's time to invest. Get that thing going. Right. <laughs> my, this next closing, I'm putting that fifteen hundred bucks into it. There you go. And getting that control arm fixed. Yeah. I just I have to screw the seatbelt though. Yeah. Fuck the seatbelt. <laughs> there's three seatbelts in the back. One doesn't work. Sit in the middle. Sorry, client. You're going to have to sit in the middle. Well, the thing is, I mean, honestly, I've actually been driving clients around recently. It's been a thing. Yeah. But most of the time, we follow each other. Okay. Like, 
Yeah, I'd say ninety percent of the time they follow me. Yeah, and then you get that ten percent of the time where they want to lead, and I'm yeah. like, whatever, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Right, like, as long as we get to the right house, I'll just go wherever you're going. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I always put my GPS. Yeah, even if they're in front of me, because they, they're always like missing turns and shit, and I'll just turn anyways and just meet them there. Or I'll have that that one percent. I have a client right now that's racing me to every house. Okay, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's what kind of car are they racing you? A big ass truck. Oh, a Chevy. Course. Yeah. Well, he's this big old Chevy Silverado, like with an eight inch lift, and he's fucking racing me everywhere. I'm like, whatever, dude. He's going to go through tires. That's fine. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's fine. But uh, he's a cool dude. I like him a lot. But but yeah, so recently I have this uh, Jenkins. They always make me pick him up. Okay. It's they're, they're a very older couple. Okay. That's their last name. Jenkins, yeah. Jenkins, okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, so, I thought it was a word I didn't I wasn't familiar with. Jinkies. Yeah, Jinkies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but like like the older clients, they'll they, sometimes they'll have you pick them up. Sure. Oh yeah. But uh, I don't mind. Well I they really don't, don't want they don't want to drive in the city. Right. Well they don't want to drive at all. <laughs> and you know what? If I don't have to wait for you to not hit this red light, you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes when people are following you, especially old people, I'm like, come on. You know, you know? they're controlling the red light. With the remote control under the seat. That's oh, what yeah. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, sure. You're just waiting off to the side, waiting for them to catch That's up. what I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. They don't want to get lost. I have to pull over and wait for them, and I'm like, fuck. Because they're not putting GPS in their car. No. And but of course, there's no shoulder. they miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> there's no shoulder. Yeah, I'm in the middle lane, just slowly. Exactly. No plane. Five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pop up onto the Taco Bell sidewalk. <laughs> That's right. I do what I got to do for That's my clients. Right. <laughs> Make sure they know you're going on to 205. Right. Oh jeez. Anyways, um, so the next thing we do usually with the with a podcast is we'll yeah. do like a little shout out. Okay. Um, so if you have anybody you want to shout out, Ooh, who's going to be listening here? Uh, uh, maybe Chad. Chad's a buddy of mine that uh, I, I went to high school with. He's he's been uh, he and I have been best friends for a long time. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah it's he's really the only one that I think that would really enjoy this or yeah. just kind of goof off about it. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, another IFBB pro, which is uh, bodybuilding, okay. uh, a chick just passed away. Oh, and uh, don't, don't apologize to me. Not someone I know personally. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I want to kind of shout her out. I can't remember her name. I had it in my phone. I'm, I don't have it up. And I also want to uh, shout out Mike Tyson for beating the shit out of that guy on the airplane. Because <laughs> fuck that guy. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I got to tell you. I saw there was an article about it. Have not read it yet, and I've wanted to. But well, I, there's no little somebody recorded it all, so they record this jackass. They're on an airplane, yeah, leaning over this Mike Tyson sitting in front of him, leaning over just talking shit to Mike Tyson. First of all, where did you get the ball sack to talk shit to <laughs> Mike Tyson? Yeah, I would fight Mike Tyson. If I had to to save my life, oh, yeah. it's not something I'm walking into on purpose. Oh my gosh, you what know? are you fucking an idiot? <laughs> Mike Tyson, he's yeah. he's fifty something, sure. Yeah, what was his first name? Oh yeah, Iron. Iron Mike yeah. Tyson, <laughs> exactly. Because right. his hands hit you like a fucking steel piece <laughs> of iron. I don't yeah. know, but yeah. that's probably the this dude like keeps talking shit, talking shit, and they keep they keep recording. This guy's obviously drinking something. He's drunk. Yeah, fucking with Mike Tyson, and then all of a sudden it cuts to another clip where they started recording again. Mike's leaned over the back of his chair just fucking beating the shit out of this guy. Oh, wow. And then he's got this bloody-ass knot at the end of it, and he's just sad looking into the camera. That guy who's <laughs> talking shit to Mike Tyson. Of course, yeah. Mike's going to get a bunch of flack for this, but sure. 
Mike's got one of those sayings where he's just like, you know, the internet has really made people not understand the consequences of talking shit to someone's face and getting punched in the fucking mouth. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. Like, I I deal with it constantly. The other day, I mean, I talked about it on the podcast already, but yeah. the other day, some dude was fucking with me in my car, in my truck, decided to hop out. That's fine. You want to hop? I will beat the shit out of you yeah. in the middle of the street. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't know, like 20-year-olds. Yeah. Like, you think we're going to hop out and have a conversation? What the fuck do you think is going to happen? <sighs> I told him to have his passenger, as another dude, I told him to get out of the car so it would be fair. Yeah. And then he says, fuck you, and then drives off. I'm like, you little piece of shit. What are you hopping out of the car for? What did you expect was going to happen here? You know what I mean? No. Like, I don't understand people this day, this day and age who just think that people need to be punched in the face more often. <laughs> That's my theory. Because okay. just, like, like, I don't get how you think you can say the shit you can and get away with it the way you think you can. No, they're just not thinking. Well, they will be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they'll be yeah. thinking about that on the way to the hospital. I don't fucking know, but... It's just frustrating. And I get Mike Tyson, man. Like, you can see him trying to be calm yeah. in this fucking video. But, like, obviously celebrities deal with shit all the time. Yeah. Why are you picking on a heavyweight champion of the world? Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> like, a death wish. Not to mention, yeah. how about let's not pick on the guy who hit someone so fucking hard with his bare fist, his forearm came out of his elbow. You hear oh. about that? Like, back in the day, he got oh. in a fight in a bar. Huh. Blew out this guy's whole side of his face. Oh, wow. By punching him barehanded. Yeah. Just obliterated one whole side of his face. Hit him so fucking hard, his forearm came out of his elbow. Oh, my gosh. I had not heard that. But let's fuck with that guy. Yeah. Uh, that's who just got in shape, what, like two years ago and did an actual boxing match again? Yeah. So Why don't you pick a, on him when he's fat? As a professional fighter, obviously, I mean... He, he, I, I don't know if anything like this has happened. Because obviously, I have not watched this video or read anything about it. But, I mean, is he going to be in trouble? Or is he in trouble? Or legally, uh, because I, he is your professional fighter. I would say uh, legally, he's got to be in trouble. Yeah. Those are those are hands. Those are lethal weapons. Right. I don't give a fuck how old you are. Yeah. Those are lethal weapons. Oh, my gosh. Especially his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's still probably his. He's, he's got to be like, uh, is he in his 50s? I want to say almost 60. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I mean, I got to say. I mean, what, he's fucking 18 in, in like, like the late 80s, 90s, right? Yeah. yeah he's got to be mid-50s. Mid-50s. Yeah. We'll go with that. Right. We'll go mid-50s. It'll make me feel not so old, too. <laughs> but, uh, idiot. Uh, More people need to be punched in the face. Yeah. Anyways, um... Yeah, let's close up. Uh, thanks yeah. for listening. This is a Psychotic Strength Podcast. My name is Tyler Toby Townsend. Trevor Narvasa. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs>